Hello, I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome back to the podcast, where I've been reading you Deep in the Woods, book one of the Fortune series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph. Today, I will continue reading Annabelle Joseph's book with episode six. Chapter six. Dave tried not to smile like an idiot. It wouldn't be conducive to the scene he was trying to develop but he couldn't stifle the grin that lurked just around the corners of his mouth. There was nothing on earth like a mid-morning hike into a forest to photograph your beautiful sub, and then making her drive home with a switch on her lap. A switch she very well knew was going to be applied to her gorgeous, heart-shaped bottom as soon as they arrived home. He was looking forward to bending her over and cuffing her to the bed, maybe even making her stand facing the wall. And then he would mark her lovely ass with a switch, watch her cry out and fidget as he disciplined her. He cleared his throat and shifted in his seat. His jeans were growing tight in the groin region, but God, he loved her. He reached out for her hand, and she had to move the switch to her other hand to take it. Nice sweaty palms. Well, he wouldn't really hurt her. Not too much. No, just enough. He was finally getting to the point of feeling comfortable with just how much she could take and not going any farther. At first, it was always a tentative dance, giving out pain, gauging reactions, the guilt of going too far or the disappointment of not going far enough. The intensity of pain play had never mattered to him. All he really needed was reaction. The gasps, the sobs, the tumble down into subspace and the freeing of sexual and emotional energy. That was all he needed to feel a scene was a success. He'd been with girls who'd given him complete surrender after a light spanking over his lap, and he'd been with girls for whom no less than outright torture fulfilled them. He drew lines as scarring or maiming, but otherwise he was up for however much or little pain a woman desired. Sophie, so far, seemed most comfortable somewhere in the middle. A light spanking or sensation play was not enough. Serious violence and hard pain, on the other hand, drove her into a shell, and no wonder. It had taken Dave a long time to get over the feelings of rage and vengefulness every time Sophie showed him her body, marked by scars. Some were more noticeable than others. Some were so faint that he only saw them when he was right up close to her, licking her shoulder or stroking her bottom cheek under the high-watt lights. He thought he must have seen them all by now. He subjected her to such scrutiny the first days and weeks of their relationship, as much to soothe and reassure her as to inure himself to the damage. He spent hours going over every inch of her, whispering, You're beautiful. You're lovely. You're perfect as you are. Thinking the whole time that he'd like to smash walls for what Barry had done to her. Thinking of what he'd do if he ever met him face to face but there had been no word of Barry in the months since Dave met her, and she claimed she hadn't communicated with him for months before. Dave made a half-hearted effort to get her to press charges against him, but her face at those words had stabbed at his heart. I just want to let it go, she'd said. I can't. Please don't make me. So he hadn't, although he was a hard-ass about getting her to her therapy appointments even when she didn't want to go. He knew they were helping. 
He'd seen a huge difference in her since they'd been together. He also worked with her on self-defense techniques gleaned from his martial arts experience, which gave both of them peace of mind. If Barry ever showed up at her work or night classes when he wasn't there to defend her, he was determined she be able to defend herself. He practiced with her a couple times a week at least. Wonderful, grapply sessions that always put him in an amorous mood. He squeezed her hand. Speaking of amorous moods, he turned into the driveway and looked over at his girl. Tell me, Soph, what's the rule about eye-rolling? I, uh, I didn't thank you. Answer me. Is eye-rolling respectful behavior, even if I'm not looking? She swallowed, her hand opening and closing on the switch. No, sir, it's not respectful at all. I'm sorry. I'm glad to hear you're sorry. But we have a rule about disrespectful behavior, don't we? Yes, sir. Remind me of the rule. Ah, the squirming was delicious. It's, um, uh... Answer me without the stammering. The rule is that disrespectful behavior is punished, sir. Punished how? However, however you see fit, sir. Hmm. He took the switch from her fingers and tapped her thigh with it. Inside. Take your clothes off and stand against the wall in the bedroom. He watched her go, secretly thrilling to the reluctance in her movement. Lovely Subby. He would hurt her a little, but he would love her a lot more than that. He took his time corralling Cerberus from the back seat and collecting his photography equipment, enjoying thoughts of Sophie waiting, nervous and tense in the bedroom. He even took a few moments to get a Coke in the kitchen. Then, as an afterthought, grabbed a bottle of water from the refrigerator for Sophie. He left Serby waiting at the bedroom door. Sorry, friend. You won't like this scene. I'm going in there to bring the pain to your favorite person. Serby gazed up at him, droll canine accusation, and let out a small whine. She likes it, sir. Don't give me that look. But you'd best stay out for now, boy. She heard him shut the door. Familiar feelings assailed her, fear, excitement, and base lust. She tried to stand straight and still, her nipples and knees to the wall the way he'd taught her. Hyper alert, she heard each soft footfall until he stood beside her, and then the brush of hair against her ear. Hello, naughty girl. Hello, sir, she whispered into the wall. Here, drink. Don't want you to get dehydrated when you start crying. She snorted, stifling laughter as he nuzzled her. As she took a few sips of water, Serby's low whine sounded from just outside the door. Go lie down, boy, Dave called. She's in good hands. He ran his hands down over her ass cheek. Very good hands, aren't you? Yes, sir. She took a shuddery breath. He ran his fingers through her hair, parting it, soothing the tension in her neck. You hate it when I make you wait, don't you? Yes, sir, to be honest. Well, then, let's not make you wait any longer. Put your hands on the wall. When she was in position, he stepped back and striped her bottom with the switch. She yelped and went up on her toes from the searing pain 
Another stripe of fire, and she was already pleading. Sir, please. He put his hand on the small of her back. Take some deep breaths. As you know, it's not meant to feel good. You're being punished for being disrespectful. She couldn't help the whimper that escaped her throat. She loved his discipline, but she hated it. Each painful stroke destroyed her and yet fulfilled her. They elevated her to a higher plane of existence, Dave's will and her submission to it. But it hurt. I'm okay, sir. I'm sorry. Please punish me as you see fit. I will. But let's remember once more why you're submitting to this. When you disrespect me, even subtly, it undermines the entire basis of our happiness, doesn't it? His kind, patient voice shamed her more than any ranting or railing. Yes, sir. I hate when I'm disrespectful to you. And I am respectful to you, am I not? I handle you very carefully. I do that out of respect for you and respect for our dynamic. Yes, sir. She would cry in a moment if he didn't just get on with it. Please, sir, I'm so ashamed. That's good sometimes, isn't it, to feel ashamed? Sometimes it suits you. He nuzzled her again, running his hand over her ass and between her cheeks, probing her asshole. It took every ounce of her control to be still and let him do it. Good girl, he said, recognizing her effort. I think I'll plug you before I whip you. I know that always makes you feel very submissive and remorseful. Sophie couldn't do anything, but he made a small sigh of agreement and wait. She heard him rummage in the chest of toys and then go into the bathroom. He returned, and she resisted the impulse to look over and see what toy he'd selected. She'd know soon enough anyway, by feel. He had larger toys he used to truly punish her. She wasn't sure how angry he really was today. Disrespect was a huge sticking point with him. However, it hadn't been an overt or verbal show of will, and he seemed in a pretty good mood. Maybe he'd just used the smaller one he put in to warm her up for anal sex. She tensed and then willed herself to relax as he pushed the plug against her tiny hole. He eased it in slowly, pausing when she drew in her breath when it reached that widest point of girth and she had to pant to accept it. He gave her just a moment before he pressed it all the way home. She felt full, impaled. It wasn't the largest one that made her feel pride open, but it wasn't the smallest one either that delivered mostly sensation. It was a medium one, enough to remind her that he was teaching her a lesson, but not so much that she forgot what the lesson was. She'd barely adjusted to the fullness of the invasion when Dave resumed the punishment. Now there was the sharp, fiery sensation of the stripes to bear on top of the throbbing in her ass. One moment at a time, she reminded herself. You earn this. Present and accept. Her hands made fists as each stroke fell. The switch licked across her flesh with a hot, stinging pain that made her rise up on her toes and grit her teeth. He didn't make her count aloud, but she counted in her head in desperation. One, two, three, four, five. 
Six was the hardest yet, and she pressed her forehead to the wall with a soft cry, her body strung up tight. He tapped her thigh with the switch. Don't tense. We've talked about this. It doesn't help, and it makes you mark worse. She managed a, yes, sir, through clenched teeth as seven and eight fell. The fire spread out and throbbed from her buttocks down to her pelvis and thighs. She wanted to beg for mercy as much as she wanted it to continue. She had a safe word, but she knew she wouldn't use it, not unless he was killing her. She wanted nothing more on earth than to endure this pain for him, and then afterward, when he held her and soothed the pain away. She choked back sobs and danced on her toes as nine, ten, eleven, twelve fell in quick succession. Tears ran down her face, frustration and desperation in liquid form. Please, 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 please be finished soon. Please let me live through this. Please let me make you happy. He set the switch aside after fifteen. She slumped forward against the wall in relief as she heard him lay it across the bureau. Her ass was on fire. She could feel each of the fifteen stripes aching individually in a lattice, and underlying that, the humiliating sensation of the plug still lodged between her ass cheeks. He always made her stand for long moments afterward, knowing he watched her, letting her wonder what he was thinking. At last, when her breath slowed and her spine straightened again from its relieved slump, he came to her side. He gave her aching ass a quick slap and pushed the plug deeper, drawing a groan from her. He shed his clothes. She heard them drop to the floor one after the other. Shirt, jeans, a whisper of boxers drawn down over long thighs. She needed his touch. She needed him close. After Barry used to whip her or punish her, he would send her to stand in a corner or lock her in an isolated cage for hours. Dave always made love to her. His arms came around her from behind, and she gasped, with the same convulsive pleasure she always felt when he touched her. Oh. The quivery sigh escaped before she could bite it back. Okay, baby, he said against her ear. Who do you belong to? You, sir. Thank you for punishing me. I'm sorry I was disrespectful. You're forgiven. You're my good girl, aren't you? Oh, yes, sir. I love you. I love you, too. You're my own girl. You belong to me, and I'll always take care of you. She leaned her face into him. He turned her in his arms and caught her heartfelt thanks with his kiss. As he lifted her and cupped her bottom in his hands, she kept repeating, I love you. I love you. I love you. Until he shushed her, with a gentle nudge. I'm going to fuck you now. Open. She wrapped her legs around his hips as he guided her arms around his neck and backed her to the wall. And I think I'll leave that plug in your ass to remind you that I'm the one in charge here. Yes, sir, she said. He braced her against the wall and released her throbbing ass to open the package in his palm and roll on the condom. When he nudged against her pussy, she arched her hips to accept his thick length. God, God. She was filled to bursting as he slid it in. Sensations overwhelmed her. 
his cock easing into her hot, slick passage, the answering pressure of the plug filling her ass, the strong hands that squeezed her stinging, striped cheeks, the hard pelvis that ground against her swollen clit, the iron-hard abs that slid against her front, and the arms that held her safe and protected, the hot lips at her ear, and the stubble against her cheek. Hmm. Oh. Her transported sounds blended with his animalistic grunts. He varied the speed and force of his thrusts, fast, slow, rough, gentle, shallow, teasing, and then so deep. God, Dave, my God. You like that, girl? You like taking my cock deep? You're stuffed full, aren't you? Yes, yes, sir. She groaned into his chest as he manipulated her on his cock. The shimmering tingle in her clit reached a peak and then broke wide. She bucked in his arms, thrashing in the throes of her orgasm. He held her tight, then yelled out his own release, pressing her hard against the wall and pumping against her hips. When they finally came back to their senses, they both laughed at the sound of Serby's frustrated whine on the other side of the door. Dave let her down slowly, and Sophie felt so loose and satiated her legs barely worked. Even the intrusive plug barely registered. Dave kissed her until she was a mindless puddle, then sent her off to the bathroom to clean up. She took care of the toy, showered quickly, and dressed in comfortable clothes for hanging out. They had standing Saturday night plans for pizza delivery and a movie, so she doubted they'd be going out. She decided to forego makeup and just applied some light gloss instead, staring at her reflection. Sometimes, after their sessions, she didn't even recognize herself. Who was that happy, loved-up-looking girl in the mirror? It was her. Lucky, lucky her. Her reveries were interrupted by Dave's peal of laughter from the bedroom. So, come see this. With one last smile at herself in the mirror, she followed the sound of his laughter to find Serby waiting for her beside the bed, chewing and gnawing the switch in the twisted, slobbery bits. The End Of this episode Come back tomorrow, and I'll read you Episode 7 of Deep in the Woods, Book 1 of the Fortune series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph. You can learn more about Annabelle Joseph and her books at AnnabelleJoseph.com. I'm Donovan Kane. Thank you for listening.